The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. We are Coming off of a bye, joined by we got four guests. We are all three of us, Ooh. all four. I can't count, but I'm telling you, it's gonna be good off the bye. We got LJ Pops, Uncle Tony. What's going on, guys? What's up? I, I just I mean, I, I hate to do this because you know I, I don't want it to be the KOD, but I just I, we have a loaded pod for the people. It's gonna be good. Right. I mentioned this pre before we started recording. We're like like Andy Reader, Bill Belichick off a of bye. I mean, we just come prepared, ready to win. And that's what we're about to do today. We got a lot for you. Um, mm-hmm. I want to. I, I, we're going to get into football is where we're going to start NFL. But I do just a little teaser for the people out there. Story we're going to have a little later on in the pod. And for all the uh, maybe just one. I don't know if any A and M fans still listen to us, but you will like <laughs> this story. Just here, I'm just going to tease you guys for. It just involves a, a Longhorns football coach. It involves a former. We haven't put the kids to sleep yet, but we'll, so we'll say Dancer, whose who's, <laughs> whose nickname may be Pole Assassin. <laughs> it also involves a pet monkey and possibly an attack over or over trick or treating. So it, we'll just leave it there, wow. and it's all real, and then we'll get to it later. So first, first, let's get to some NFL talk. Wow! And uh, it was—is uh, it fair to say uh, the week of the backup quarterback? Is that what we saw? Uh, yeah, I think it's fair to say. Close. We yeah. had uh, let me. I have a few things here. Uh, Mike, we had Mike White, the great Mike White, as right. some of his teammates call him Mike Effin White, outdoor <laughs> former number one overall pick, and some people were calling them the the new favorites in the AFC with Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Then we had Trevor Simeon, former Bronco Trevor Simeon, coming mm-hmm. off the bench and beating the goat Tom Brady, the pride of Evanston. And then we had <laughs> Cooper Rush. Shout out to Cooper Rush, the best redheaded backup quarterback the Cowboys <laughs> have ever had. Ever beating the the first player to ever sign a full, fully guaranteed contract, aka Mr. Primetime, aka Kirky Pooh and Kirk Cousins, (laughs) Geno Smith, and the Seahawks blow out number one overall pick Trevor Lawrence off a bye week. But it's fair to say coming off a bye week with Urban Meyer might be worse because that's more time spending with your head coach. (laughs) I don't know. And then finally, the last backup quarterback to win, Ben Roethlisberger. Well, no, he's still a starter, but he should yep. be a backup quarterback. They beat the Cleveland Browns. So it was just the week of the backup quarterback. Uh, well, after Boswell went down, they had to put him back out there. Yeah. <laughs> Which, real quick, poor Boswell. I mean, I know he's a kicker, yes. but he was a passer in that sense. And my man definitely got roughed. That should have been a 15 yard. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Did you see his uh, Instagram post, Boswell? Uh, I didn't see it. What did he say? He said, uh, I went as a quarterback for Halloween this year and got spooked. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely got spooked. Man. And then I love the little, did you see? So 
they kept maybe acting like they were going to use their uh, Presley Harvin. I think it's the name. It's the the shortest, biggest punter I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I think I read his. He's six foot, two hundred sixty three pounds or something, Whoa. which is just yeah. it's interesting dichotomy. Uh, he's about as wide as he is tall, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and they kept acting like somehow he is never as a punter. You would think as he's, a pro punter, you at some point kicked. Yeah. He's never kicked a field goal or kickoff or a field goal. In all of his football, like high school, if the college. ball's touching the ground, it's too late for him. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah he's a weevil. He and they kept acting like down. they kept acting like they may uh, they may try to kick him, but they the reason they decided not to. I don't know if you guys saw this was because their backup holder is Big Ben, and I don't know if they I don't, we don't know if Big Ben can get down there on a knee and then get back up. So yeah. they just decided wow. to run the slowest quarterback draw ever. Put him on the injury report right there. First time in history where you don't kick a, a a field goal because you don't trust the holder and he's your starting quarterback. <laughs> and then in true Big Ben fashion, they had a they had a two point conversion they went for. They got called back for holding, so it was a two point conversion from the twelve yard line, and he threw it to the flats and got one yard. So, <laughs> oh, but we'll we'll get to Big Ben yeah. first. I, Making sure it wasn't intercepted and turned the other way for two points. You got to well, understand where you are in the game, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad he understood where he was. Uh, but let's talk about the, the big winner of the week, and that's our, our guy, Mike White. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but apparently one better placed a $1,000 bet on Mike White to lead the NFL in passing oh, man, yards for yeah. week eight. And that bet was 125 to one odds. So he uh, cashed out. Big time. Kids, I want y'all to know that that wasn't a smart bet, even though he won. It was not a smart (laughs) bet. Yeah. That is a, that is what the, 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 um, casinos want you to see that story because they want you to see that you (laughs) can win. But do y'all, I mean, that has to be the only person making that bet has to be Mike White himself or, or someone who's very (laughs) close to Mike White. You know what they say about fooling his money? Um, it was it was Grandpa White made that bet because he was missing his only his number one receiver and Corey Davis didn't even play in the game. Yeah. So it, I did read that apparently the Jets had came into the week going, look, we're going to pull out all the punches and the, we're going to try to catch the Bengals off guard by just saying, hey, Mike White, we're going back to your Western Kentucky days and we're just going air raid and it might burn down or it might like we saw go for four hundred five yards and three touchdowns and a huge huge win. Um, I wrote down, let me see what my my stats are here for this. Uh, his 405 yards in his first start makes him just the second player ever to throw 400 in his first. That was Cam Newton to get the first one. And he did it all, like I said, without his number one wide receiver. And did you know that Cooper Rush and Mike White were both drafted, or at least signed them. One of them might have been undrafted free agent, but both drafted or signed by the great Jason Garrett back on the Cowboys. Wow. The only reason Cooper Rush was the backup quarterback for the Cowboys is because he beat out Mike White in 2019 wow. for the third string position. So there you go. What'd you think about that? That was the game, Pops. Uh, it, luckily, I uh, stayed away from it and went with the Rams, but that that killed survivor pools all across the nation. Yeah. Teasers, survivor, survivor pools. Moneyline parlays. Was it Cincinnati mm-hmm. they beat? Cincinnati, yeah. right after everybody was calling yeah. Cincinnati like the, the new, new Darlin. favorite. They were the new yeah. darling of the NFL and got spanked. Um, 
Now, I didn't even get to see the game. And Corey Davis, I mean, my number one ace receiver that I didn't get to play this week in fantasy uh, was out. So, yeah, I didn't even get to see the game. I just saw We may actually uh, – we already had one teaser. We may get to talk about your fantasy game later this week. Uh-uh. I hear there was a – Oh, there was a smackdown. Smack. Yeah, there was a smackdown in fantasy football. Yeah. <laughs> that person here may it's, not be sitting right here on this podcast. Yeah, we might talk about that. We'll see. That's where we're going to go with it. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, Tony, what, I mean, I, it was yeah. funny. I had, I had a, a text with a friend who, who I was, I was like, the pick seems to be in survivor pool, the Bengals, yeah. like that's like on Tuesday, I think I said, it was like, it seems to be the obvious pick you're, you can get them out of the way and you get yeah. to save your Rams and your bills and all this. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know something. It's the Bengals. This and was everybody yeah. on like get up and NFL live and first thing like all the different sports talk shows were like crowning like Joe Burrow was being compared to Tom Brady they were uh-huh. number one in the AFC in the standings so you kind of had that inkling like I'm just saying if any team could do it it's Cincinnati what what do you think about that game <laughs> yeah Tony? this was your typical trap game I mean Cincinnati has a big win the week before at home they go on the road to a lowly. Jets team playing in New York and they just got trapped. It's no doubt about it. Now it's a great game and, and there was a chance for them to win and, and they just didn't do it. But I, we talk about Mike White, but I'll tell you what we did see um, is the uh, coming of age of Michael Carter. And, and so the running back. Rookie I mean, running back. Yeah. So he goes from, he seven, come from He's 77 yards and a touchdown on the ground. But this is the statistic I think is interesting. Nine catches for 95 yards uh, receiving. And this kid has just been waiting for uh, Tevin Coleman to finally figure out that he is over the age of 30 and doesn't need to be playing in the <laughs> NFL anymore. Maybe it was and, for the head coaches um, to find out that yeah, he was over the yeah, age of 30. Yeah, but uh, this kid's the real deal. And uh, a lot of folks – and I believe he's the uh, – correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin. I think he's from North Carolina. Is that right? Yes. Yes, he's, he was. He was actually, if you remember, we had a story draft time. Yeah. Uh, he was drafted. Uh, Michael Carter, is that that's his name, right? Yeah. Yep. He was drafted the round before. The Jets also took Michael Carter from, I forget where the other Michael yeah. Carter, Duke. Michael Carter from Duke. So they took Michael yeah. Carter from North Carolina and Duke back wow. to back. And Some we, people uh, we were saying like, said oh, that they, they, they may have been confused, <laughs> but they just got lucky and Michael Carter was still there for the yeah. next round. But either way, you're yeah. right. Michael this Carter is one of those things out. where you draft the backup, someone like Derrick Henry uh, to Alvin Kamara. And, and Michael Carter's back up to Javante Williams. And I think we may see that, um, you know, in, in that in that situation that Michael Carter may turn out to be the better pro. Uh, but I was really impressed with that this week. And I actually did have the Jets in this game um, uh, with a, with an online service uh, because it really – this is a significant trap game. And it turned out to be that. And, uh, and good, good for the Jets. Uh, good for the Jets. So, here's something that I've been having a problem with lately. Oh, what's that, Banksy? Well, since I've moved into the, the these United States, sure. I, you know, I love me football, I love me rugby, but I just haven't been able to get fully into American sports. Right, okay. Um, and I think something that is missing for me is... The gambling Gamble. aspect. Yeah, gambling. Yes, I love, gambling. I love to Absolutely. gamble. Yeah. Um, but I just don't fully understand what these spreads or oh, it's really you have simple. to go over or under yeah, yeah, the you, bridge to right. understand who's what, winning. No pr- 
yeah, there's, there's, no bridge, there's all but, sorts of fantasies. Uh, people are running yeah, around fantasy with sports as well. shields. Um, no, 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 there's no shields. Swords. No, um, I just want something that's a little more streamlined. Maybe let's say I could just, mm, I don't know, <laughs> pay into a team, if you will. Uh, almost like I'm buying stocks. Oh, I, oh, oh, Banksy, have I got the, the deal for you? So there's this website called Symbol. That's S-I-M-B-U-L-L. Symbol. Yes. And so the way it works is if you wanted to buy stock in a team, mm. you buy stock in a team, mm. and uh, you get dividends when they win, mm. and the price changes based on the perceived value of said team. Mm. So you can buy at a very low price when they're down, and sure. then sell at a very high price when they're up. Just like stocks. I mean, yeah, exactly like stocks. Symbol. Symbol. S-I-M-B-U-L-L. Symbol. Yeah, it's like the NFT of sports gambling. Well, there we are. Symbol. The NFT of sports gambling. Um, I, for the people out there, uh, we're not uh, we're not putting baseball on the back burner. We're recording this Tuesday night as Game Six is being played and uh, live podcasting here. We're gonna we might sound like idiots later when we have predictions because you'll know the outcome of the series by the time you hear this. But uh, Jorge Soler, who was plugged into the starting lineup, just hit a three-run bomb oh, to go up 3-0. So. Good for him. Former Royal. <laughs> uh, Great. But getting back to that that Bengal Jets game, I do want to mention, for anybody that did take them in their elimination pool, survivor pools, had them in a teaser, maybe you had the Bengals in, in a money line parlay because they, they might get slipped up, but they couldn't lose the game. There was a call at the end of the game on third third and whatever it was, it was a tackle short of the, third, the, the first down line, and the Bengals would at least get the ball back and have a chance to win this game. And the running back lowers his helmet, and they go head to head with the corner or with the safety call. or whoever it was, and they called a, a unnecessary roughness on the defense. And it was just uh. a terrible, atrocious call. And I'm not saying we need more reviews because the reviews do kind of stink, but that call changes the game. And I understand the I, I, you want to protect the players, and it was clearly head to head. And I think you usually assume it's on the defense, but as soon as you slowed it down, you realize, oh. The defender went in for a normal tackle, and the running back, yeah. in fact, lowered his his helmet. So mm. that should be reviewable, don't you think, Pops? I mean, that's a terrible way to lose. Boy, yeah, I'm with you though. I hate to review more, um, but yeah, that's that's a that's a bad beat right there for sure. That's terrible. I, I, no, and no, I, we 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 went a year. <laughs> we went a year. We're going to get to the bad beat here. We went a year where we reviewed pass interference, where it's super subjective, and that one felt. I don't. I don't know. It feels pretty obvious when you slow it down. Who's who initiated the low the lowering of the he- helmet? And it was clear that the and and may, I say that, and of course next week we'll probably have one where it's really hard to tell. I I don't know. It just seems like. That was an agree. If that was in a playoff game, we might would get the, a new rule where the Saints petitioned yeah. the NFL for, <laughs> for it, like they did with the Rams game. I don't, that one was tough. So for anybody yeah. that took them, except for in my elimination pool, my Survivor League, I'm glad you took them. But for anybody else, um, I feel sorry for it because that <laughs> well, one, that one hurts. Yeah, I want to hear LJ's opinion on that because he's always pretty good about these rules that either mean or don't mean anything. And so here's my take on it, and I want I want to hear what LJ thinks is. This rule is new this year, uh, as far as protection of a player. And, you know, the, the, the defensive player didn't do a thing wrong, had the exact right, uh, form. They did have their head down, but they were lower than the receiver. It obviously not an intent to, uh, strike a blow to the head, but the receiver went down to it. And so, 
So I'm interested to hear what LJ's opinion is on that and, and how you can change that. I, we were it, it's reviewed in college football, right? Anytime yeah. there's targeting, they because they eject football. someone if it's yeah, yeah. But I don't know, LJ. What what do you think? Because you're always good with these rule things. I mean, I appreciate the compliments. I don't know. I'm kind of on the spot, and I like it. Uh, <laughs> the uh, so so in my opinion, um, I do think that it could be something like like you're saying. If it's if it's obvious in slow motion, have New York just come down and say like, "Hey, by the way, that wrong call. Let's let's fix it real quick." Yeah. Like, don't even worry about coaches' challenge. Just let New York say, "Yep, that's done." Um, but yeah, I do. I mean, it is kind of a, a a difficult thing because the way that a running back is trained is to go lower than the person trying to tackle you. Low you man pushing wins. lower. And I've seen a couple of tackles this year where it's like you you both of their heads are like less than a foot away from the ground as they're trying to out lower each other. And what what are you supposed to do as a defender there? How do you tackle that? Right. But if um, yeah, I mean, if you're going to if I this tackle, as Tony's saying, I think this tackle would be one uh, would be one where they would send out to like in the offseason, like this is how you do a tackle, except for the running back went lower. So there, it, there was clearly the helmets hitting each other, but it was the yeah. running back who lowered and put the crown down. And yeah. Yeah. I've seen the Broncos are really bad about lowering their helmets. Like uh, constantly, I'm thinking that those, you know, running backs and wide receivers ought to be called for a penalty for the way that they are forcing the defense to not even be able to touch them legally the way they yeah. go down. So, Well, there's so many rules where the defender, I mean, we watch a roughing the passer every week. There's a, there's one or two roughing the passers where you're like, come on. Like, I understand. Like, we didn't get Boswell. You don't even call the one on Boswell. Bosworth, whatever, but we got – I. So I, it just seems the defenders get such a tough, tough hand. And then this one, like, I yeah. feel like this is one we can fix. And I, I'm not saying we, I, like I said, I don't want more replays, but I feel like it'd be a quick replay. And then yeah. again, we say that and sometimes quick replays still take 20 minutes. Well, but I think yeah. LJ's idea is, has a lot of merit, right? Cause the New York, they're sitting there watching the games in New York. Right. Yeah. And, and if yeah. they see just it, have a buzz down and say, Hey, Hey, we, yeah. we need to change. If you, can, a, if you can make the call in under 15 seconds, make, make the call. Down, exactly. And then they shift it. Yeah. It's a yeah. safety issue. It's not like, I don't want them reviewing every pass interference penalty or every holding penalty or everything like that. It this rule is a safety rule. And, yeah. and so I think yeah. that makes it different. And they, they should be able to just say, Hey, look, man, he, he bent his head below his waist. That makes it a non, it makes it a non safety issue and pass. You know, yeah, because on. and I, I don't want to totally. I'm not totally shitting on the ref here because as a ref, you oh, you yeah. just see bang bang helmet to helmet and yeah. player safety is important. So you're just like I know it's a flag, and nine times out of ten that will be on the defender. But every now and then the running back, the defender came in to- totally clean. So I think I, I'm with LJ. Like New York just put like they have like little buzzes on them or that they're wearing earpieces. Something where someone just goes, uh, we need to change that one. We need to change that one. And the refs can even make it sound like they all came together and another ref saw it like they do all the time. We're like, no, 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 no. I saw something different on that intentional grounding and they can just Mm -hmm. change it. And then, like we said, the Bengals might not even win. They just get the ball back with a chance to win. So it's not like that totally changes game. So I like LJ's rule. Um, Moving on to the, can uh, we, can we, I got one more thing to say about that game. I just know how we are with quarterbacks and superlatives on this podcast. So I just want to know, should we start calling Mike White the Super Bowl MVP Mike White? Or should we call him? What do we want to call talent? Well, we've already done that one. We've already done that one. Right. And I mean, he did. He did. It was interesting. Before Red Zone could even get to that game, he was like 11 for 11 with a touchdown. So (laughs) he had about as good a start as you could have. I'm going to. I'm, and I'm going to hold off on LJ. LJ, you're probably rolling your eyes up first, but let me finish here. I'm going to hold <laughs> off on, on putting him in the Hall of Fame because the last two guys I put in the Hall of Fame in the AFC West uh, have not done that well. Um, <laughs> they have thrown for uh, – they've averaged 
270 yards per game. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, who I said were both in the Hall of Fame. I think I got some agreement with me. Um, But they've since gone for 200 yards passing a game, six touchdowns, seven picks, and they're two and three. The only two wins that game came against the NFC beast, but it wasn't the Cowboys. It was the it was the Washington football team and the New York Giants. And so, yeah, that, now, LJ, I'm going to hold off before I before I put them with a gold jacket and, and give them a bust. <laughs> I mean, I uh, I did see on Mahomes, by the way, while we're there, uh, that if you average the top 32 quarterbacks in the NFL, it has the exact same passer rating that Mahomes has currently. So um, he is he is the most average fifty million dollar a year quarterback playing right now. We we need to we need to touch on Mahomes. Pass with will both hands. we need to we'll, we'll touch on Mahomes? But first, we need to get to the more deserving quarterbacks, and let's go to Cooper Rush. Uh, <laughs> the Cooper Rush to Amari Cooper game winning touchdown uh, is the first in NFL history where the passer's first name and the receiver's last name <laughs> are an exact match. Interestingly enough, really? the Cowboys also have the only passing touchdown where the passer's last name is the same as the, the receiver's first name. And it also came in a game winning touchdown against the Vikings when Andy Dalton last year threw a game winning touchdown to Dalton Schultz in the first okay. in the fourth interesting. quarter. So you dug that's that an out. interesting wow. poll. Wow. <laughs> so, that is phenomenal. Interesting. Uh, that, that, I mean, Cooper Rush, I think the Cowboys are, are just lucky as all get out. They're just I, – I, I don't know if we got a, a Jerry Jones shot of where he's just doing his little hand clap up in the, in the, in the suite up there. But to get a win in a game where they rest Dak Prescott, I, thank you. Kirk Cousins for just checking down over and over and over and over again. Yeah, and he then pretty average. Yeah. This, this, I don't know how much y'all got to see, but there was a, a reverse pass they threw with Cedric Wilson. That was actually the best pass I saw in that entire game. We yeah, might just put Cedric Wilson at quarterback. That was a tight spiral on the money. That was good. And even like all wise on the run, he's like going through reads and through just a, a dime on, on the <laughs> run, like 40 yards down the field. Uh, did that game? I mean, what, what does that what does that game do for it? Does it just tell you that make you more confident in the Cowboys, or just kind of less confident in the Vikings? Pops, more confident in the Cowboys whoa, because whoa. no, well, less confident in the Vikings. Both. I mean, both of those are true. Both of those are true. But you asked which one, so I think I'm more confident in the Cowboys because I think they were ready to give that game away. I don't think they really cared. I, I think they expected they would probably lose it. Um, I mean, they were sitting back. It really wasn't any big deal to lose it uh, if they did, but they showed up and they wound up winning it by a couple of really big plays. That 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 also Cedric Wilson you're talking about didn't they have like a 60 yard touchdown yeah, reception? Post, yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So so I think the fact that they showed up and won that game. Micah Parsons, by the way, my goodness, I, he he is really good. Um, he is all. Yeah. He is exactly what he's been hyped up the, the, the past six weeks or so. I mean, he, when you watch him, that guy was just born to play football. Quick yeah, little, I feel like dig- they can throw him anywhere. Quick digression. Did y'all see Jalen Smith got cut by the the Green Bay Packers? Yeah. So, yeah. Is something wrong with him? I mean, he was besides just not being that good at football. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think he's a nice guy. No, but I yeah. think you know he had that bad knee problem. He came in. I thought he played pretty legit uh, last year. Signed a big contract, and now. I mean, he should be a backup linebacker. Some I just can't believe, and I'm not trying to change the it subject, is, but that shocked. No, me. you're right. I, he played. It, it seems like one of those typical. He played really good. He got paid his money, and I do think he's I, honestly 
a little digression. I think he's a great guy. He does a lot in the community when he was in Dallas and he was already doing that in Green Bay. And I, and I do think he's a really good guy, but it, it seems like one of those things where he got paid a lot of money and he, and he fell off and it might be, maybe the knee isn't there anymore. Maybe he came back for a year because he did have a terrible, terrible injury. I'm guessing the knee's not his, there. His last yeah. year of Notre Dame. Yeah. And he played well for a year of the Cowboys. And ever since they signed him to that, whatever it was, I think $54 million contract, he is, was not that same linebacker. Yeah. But, but, but so the Cowboys really look good. I thought Micah Parsons, I hope he doesn't, I hope he can last through the season because he plays with abandon. He, he really mm-hmm. is out there giving it, giving up his body. He's a hell of a ball player. Um, I really enjoy I kinda, the, the only the only issue, I, and it's a very small issue because I mean they, I'm glad I, they made the right decision in resting Dak Prescott. Obviously now, mm-hmm. but even before, because losing one game is is something. But if you lose Dak, you lose the season. We 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 saw that last year. But I just don't understand why they went like a full 100 uh, percent run through before the game because that that's just asking for something to happen. If you're going to do that. I, I don't know. I just thought just – I think you should have just sat him down. And I'm sure it was for Dak because Dak probably really wanted to play. But if you're willing to go Cooper Rush, which it sounds like they practiced with Cooper Rush as the one all week and they were expecting Cooper Rush to start, they just didn't want to tell the Vikings because the, they didn't want the Vikings to prepare for that. You just sit him down and let that calf get totally healed. I, you're just asking if he can blow it in the game, he can definitely blow it in that run through where you're telling him to sprint around. I don't know. That was my only little – I have to have some issue with Mike McCarthy because he's Mike <laughs> McCarthy. He did uh, okay with the clock this week. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I think he did fine with the clock. I, I'm okay with it, it. But I'm a little worried, LJ, because – and we might talk about this team. Well, no, I know we're going to talk about this team. But uh, I'm worried that Kellen Moore's about to interview for a head coaching position this, this coming Sunday when he uh, plays against the, the Denver Broncos. But <laughs> okay, I think I think this, I think that gets us on our, our. I mean, we we could talk Geno Smith and Ben Roethlisberger, but I think we'll just say, hey, they got to win. Good job. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I keep putting Ben Roethlisberger in the backup quarterback. I, I should, you know, before <laughs> we move on for backup quarterbacks, the the script for Mike White and really Cooper Rush should be more Mike White though, because he threw for that 400 yard game. He tweaks a hamstring Wednesday night before Thursday when they play the Colts. And just doesn't play again the rest of the year. Gets a contract. He's a backup quarterback for ten years. He's yeah, Chase who was Daniel. That, like Flynn, somebody yeah, did that he's with Green Flynn. Bay. Yeah, yeah Rob Johnson. Had that great game. Matt Flynn. Yeah, there's, yeah. Mm-hmm. there's yeah, Matt stories Flynn of all Johnson. of them. Because I'm a little <laughs> nervous that because usually there's a reason someone's a backup. Maybe he's just good. I don't know, but it wouldn't shock anybody if he comes against the Colts on Thursday night and does not look like that 400 yard passer. And then teams realize maybe he's not that. But it, but if he just doesn't, if all of a sudden Zach Wilson's back and the only game we've seen is that great game by Mike White, where he had a lot of good throws, he's a backup quarterback for at least five or six years. <laughs> um, let's get into um, some number one seeds. I want to talk number one seeds in NFC. AFC, I feel like they're both wide open. We'll start with the NFC. Thanks to Thursday when the Packers beat the Cardinals, there are now four teams with one loss in the NFC with the Packers, Cardinals, Rams, and Cowboys. The Packers, Cardinals, Rams are all seven and one. Cowboys are six and one since they had a bye. And then right below is the Bucks, who are at six and two. Saints at five and two. Uh, how, Pops, how do you how do you rank those teams? Or I mean, do you have a clear favorite, or is it you don't know what to do with? Is it like one A, one B, one C? Well, you know, I think, and I know we're going to get more into this, but I think the Rams, Von Miller's healthy, yep. right? There's nothing wrong yep. with Von Miller, right? Well, I mean, uh, he has been hurt for a couple of weeks, but. 
I mean, well, but they've been kind of saying that he's he's been sitting more than hurt. I think he said it was more of a pride thing than an injury thing that he didn't play recently. Well, so. and I mean, if you read the tea leaves, if the Broncos were shopping him, which apparently the Cowboys were also in the mix, according to Peter Schrager, and they didn't get him, that would have been nice. Uh, <laughs> but if the Broncos were shopping him, it might have been one of those you see it in the NBA all the time. If you know you're trading someone, there's no reason to play him against Washington when because mm-hmm. if he gets mm-hmm. hurt, obviously the trade value trade tanks. Gone. So. Um, but I just think, but yeah, so I think he's, he's at least, he's not, it might not be Von Miller hall of famer that we saw a few years ago, but he's still 90% of that, which is well really, I mean, really good. One thing is obvious to me. The Rams are all in right now. They're going yeah. for it right now this year. Yeah. And, uh, that certainly didn't make them any worse. I, I just, they got, they got a great defensive back. They got maybe the best player in the game. And now you put Von Miller over there on the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I think the Rams, you know, they don't I, even need a top defense or offense in the NFL. Oh, but they kind of have any. So <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, I think oh, the Rams the to, to me distance themselves just a little bit. I think they're the top the, the top dog, uh, the one to watch in the NFC right now. Do you think either of those uh, teams with two losses with well, I guess. We're going, even though the Bucks lost to the Saints, and maybe we want to take a second to talk about that. But the Bucks are the only two lost team you think can can get it back yeah. into that category, right? Oh yeah, I mean, we all agree there. Not New Orleans. I mean, is there? Yeah, because the New Orleans is the only one at five or two. I mean, is there anything to take away from that Bucks Saints game? I mean, Winston's out, and we're probably going more Bucks if we're saying they're the only ones that are real contending mm-hmm. contenders for the uh, for the one seed. But Tony, was there anything to take away from that Bucks Saints game? That the uh, the. I, you know, I think that the Saints to, just kind of have Tom Brady's number. Is that the only that, the Dolphins think, of the it, NFC? If you look a couple <laughs> weeks, I think there are some chinks uh, starting to show in the Buccaneers' armor. They have they have got to figure out how to defend the deep pass, and um, uh, that's going to be an issue for them. Uh, I, I think Von Miller was brought over specifically to negate uh, Tom Brady's ability to sit in the pocket. Uh, so, um, I, I think the Rams put themselves ahead of the Buccaneers in that, uh, based upon last year. I, you know, for me in the NFC, there's, uh, six teams that are our playoff teams right now, and they're all the ones that are at one or two losses. And then there are five or six teams that are fighting for the seventh, uh, wall card. And, uh, so I, it's very interesting to me to see how this is shaken out over the last three to four weeks. Because uh, anybody with uh, you know four or five losses, they're, they're, they're starting to bunch up there behind that top six, and uh, mm-hmm. it's getting pretty. Well, interesting. and even you you got the Saints at six at five and two, and I mean Sean Payton's done well. I mean I don't know Jameis Winston wasn't great, so maybe Simeon and Taysom Hill, whatever they end up doing, can yeah. be close yeah. to that. But it wouldn't shock you if the Saints fall off a little bit because they haven't. It's not like a convincing five and two. I mean it's yeah respectable, but it's not. You know they're More, not in the yeah. same category, same More. stratosphere. I'll say that so so right now points allowed in the NFC the Saints have only allowed 128 points and that's 10 points better uh than the vaunted Los uh, the Arizona Cardinals it's 30 uh, uh 40 more than the Rams so there are some teams that are actually playing some defense and the Saints are 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 one of the best of them now you know there's a bye week in there so you could I, I think you could put those guys in there and the Saints defense is really Starting to uh, turn around and be the the um, actually what they're going to lean on down the uh, down the the second half of the season and I think they're going to lean on that and they're going to lean on the Kamara Ingram yeah and Ingram yeah. and then Michael Thomas Michael Thomas will get Just back get back yeah. and 
And, and Taysom Hill, you know, is good, probably going to be your quarterback. And and he was right there That's at scary. the beginning to, to, to be that guy. And they've kind of set that up. So we'll see. I, I, let's, I, I think there are three or four teams still in the NFC that could win it all. The Rams certainly took a big step ahead. But I don't know that you can name a number a, a, a front runner for the number one seed right now uh, in the NFC. It's very so it's, it's very tight. So it sounds like we're all pretty close, maybe favoring the Rams a little bit. LJ, do you do you I, have I definitely? I mean, I, I want to see Von Miller uh, and, and Sunday night. We'll get to see him in yeah. prime time against the Titans. Um, I'm just so excited that he's on. I mean, I'm really down about the trade, but I'm excited he's going to a great team. Um, but I can't forget that the Packers just won with like what. Only one wide receiver, <laughs> yeah. a running back, That's and what one I was cornerback say, on like, the, the The Packers are first right now. They are number one in the NFC. Yeah. And all they've Broncos done is hurt and still winning. Yeah. I mean, it's they were without, they weren't just with, they were without their, whatever it was, three top receivers. One of those is the best receiver in the NFL. I, I don't it's hard it. to, to discredit the and Aaron Rodgers is really, is, he might be annoying, but he's really stinking good. And those two running backs, I, I'm not sure which yeah, one's better. They're you both know me really, neither. really wow. good. Yeah. Well, I don't know that we all haven't uh, uh, discounted the Green Bay Packers offensive line because that we, you're all worried about the injuries that they Bakhtiari had. Bakhtiari hadn't even played Bakhtiari yet. Bakhtiari hadn't played yet. And they manhandled the Cardinals. Yeah. So that was the deal. Yeah. A.J. Dillon was uh, playing bowling pins with the Cardinals <laughs> defensive line, and it was ridiculous. Um, as someone who was watching the quarterback, wondering why he didn't throw more. But, you know, it was just uh, six yards more. It's six yards. Anyway, more of that later. But um, the uh, uh, I, I really am impressed with how the Packers' offensive line has matured in this and, and are really rushing the football well. And, and it could be that, it, you know, if Aaron Jones stays healthy, uh, these Packers could, could again, there, there seems to be a cluster right there at the top of, of four or five teams that, that that could be the number one seed right now. And and their defense played really well against the Cardinals. Their defense hasn't uh-huh. necessarily played great all year. They've kind of, I think, Aaron Rodgers been outscoring people, but they've had a couple weeks in a row. One of those was against Taylor Heineke in the in the Washington Football Team. Yeah, but they've had a couple weeks in a row where they've looked a lot better. It's hard to discount. I, it's interesting to me, honestly, out of those top teams, those top five. The Cardinals, who were undefeated a week ago, would Are, be my five. I think yeah, they'd be my yeah, five. Yeah, too. They and and, uh, and the thing about them is they are running the football well. Chase Edmonds and James Carter are, are are turning into a good duo. But you saw what happens when they don't have DeAndre Hopkins one hundred percent and change so, the offense. You know, Devontae Adams not one hundred percent didn't seem to be a problem. Uh, James Winston going down for the Saints didn't seem to be a problem. Uh, you know, you're you're seeing this uh happen, and I I think the Cardinals may be the um the weakest of those teams or the thinnest of those teams, and so everybody else has got enough depth. Then it, you know we'll see what happens with JJ Watt being out for them, uh, and, and see if that defense changes anything. But it was a good defensive game uh this week, so we'll see. But they seem to be the thinnest of those of those teams at the top. Yeah, and. Uh, do, do, do I feel I feel a little obligated that we're no one's even mentioning the Cowboys as possibly possibly the <laughs> no, best team in the I, NFC? Well, I'm sorry, I, I still think they do it. The Cowboys have a chance. <laughs> I mean, I, I think they could. Be I still think with Dak Prescott in, they have the number one offense. In the I would NFL. tell you right now that I think the Cowboys and the Buccaneers are at the same level. Uh, they both have need really. They need some help in the in the in the defensive secondary. 
and they can't really put pressure, but they're showing that they've got some speed on defense and they can they can hold down the run game. Uh, and so that makes it, but they're, they're going to have to figure out um, how to help themselves on the backside of that defense. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, you mentioned run game, and that segues perfectly into the AFC uh, conference and the now Derrick Henry-less Titans currently have nice. the one seed after a four-game winning streak. Derrick Henry might not be done for the year. I think I'm reading Jones Factor with six to ten weeks. Most people assume probably eight. So could should they make the playoffs? He would likely be back. Uh, and then so they're sitting at the top, and then right behind them is the Bills. And then or let me let me look. Uh, at five and two, you have the Raiders, Raiders, Raiders and Chargers. Bills. Then you have the Bengals, Steelers, and Chargers all sitting with three losses. Yeah. It feels like now that Derrick – because if Derrick Henry's not hurt, those are three really good wins by the Titans against the the Bills and Chiefs and then the Colts who are frisky. I mean, those are three solid wins. It was a big game for them to win in division. At, are we all saying the Bills are probably the, the favorite now that Derrick Henry's out? Is that fair? Or I mean, I, I like the Bills a lot. You know, I'm, I'm a Bills fan, really, and have been this sort of phony ba- Bills fan for a long time. Bills uh, Mafia! Bills yeah, Mafia! <laughs> exactly. Um, I, uh, I can't sleep on the Ravens, though, just because they had a bad loss to Cincinnati and then a bye. Like, we can't Agreed. forget about that. That is a strange team that can do just about anything given the right week. Um, if they can be ahead, they can run out the clock easily. Um, they're they're a scary team too. So I I don't think it's as clear cut. I do like the Bills as the number one, but I I do like the Ravens to be on that list for sure. Uh, I I will say uh, Bills fans are probably worried about this. Uh, their boy Josh Allen was on the Manning Cast on Monday night, and there Uh-oh. may there may be a Manning Cast curse brewing. Uh, <laughs> week one, Travis Kelsey was on. They lost in week two. Also on week one was Russell Wilson. They lost in week two. Week two. Gronk was on. They lost in week three. Oh. Week three, Stafford was on. They lost in week four. Tom Brady was on week seven. They lost to the Saints last week. I'm just saying. Interesting. It doesn't seem to, it doesn't seem to affect you all year, but it, it does seem like a lock that the Bills now lose mm. next week since Josh Allen was on. Uh, Pops, wow. what do you think on that division? Are you – are you still a little bullish on the Titans, or they even though they're number one, they slip? Like, where are you at with that? The, the Titans definitely slip. They're going to make the playoffs. I, I still don't think. If you look at the record that or the uh, schedule they have coming up compared to the Colts, uh, the Colts have Murderers Row coming up. Who do they have? The Bills, the Bucks, the Cardinals, the Colts and the needed Raiders. that win. They needed so it bad. bad. And uh, can, real sec on that game, the Titans Colts. Carson Wentz is just going to Carson Wentz, isn't he? I mean, yeah. he's just – He's going to always yeah. do that. I, as, as noted on this podcast, I've been like – I'm not – like I've always like, oh, I'm, I'm still holding on to a little bit <laughs> a little bit of stock in Carson Wentz. And I, I've decided that he is the great value version of Josh Allen. They both have those <laughs> plays every game, one play game where they're like – they might just pitch it. They might just randomly pitch it, and it might go straight to defender. Hopefully, it just goes out of bounds or something. Mm-hmm. The only problem is Carson Wentz doesn't make the same play as Josh Allen makes throughout the rest of the game. Yeah. That that play where he's like basically in the end zone about to get maybe sacked and he throws just just kind of tosses it up in the air and the Titans guy picks it off for a pick six. I, it's, and then the, the next drive, he was great to drive him back down there. But it, that pick – and I saw some people saying, well, he could have taken a safety. It's actually smarter they threw a pick six. Well, he could have just not gotten sacked or thrown a pick <laughs> six. Like that is also an option. Yeah. He's just got to be so maddening to watch because he, he puts together – of a solid game, but he's going to have that 10% where he may just lose it for you. 
God, yeah. it's frustrating. It very. I you know. Sorry, I wonder, I <laughs> yeah, I wonder if you could have Carson Wentz go for Halloween as Kirk Cousins, and the Kirk Cousins go as Carson Wentz, and if you could tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Golly, that's just. Um, um, you know. I, I kind of jumped in there and and, and derailed your, what you were saying, but uh, go finish what you were saying. Well, the do, you know, they will it, probably make the playoffs. Well, as, you know, the Titans, the only winning teams they have left to play are the Rams. That's a loss. But the Saints, who knows? And the Steelers, who barely have a winning record, but yeah. do. So uh, the Titans are going to make the playoffs, I think. But I, the Bills, and I'm I'm like LJ, I, I'm kind of still on the Ravens. I mean, you just, I, I'm not going to give up on those guys. Uh, and call them out. I do think the Raiders might be kind of. It's interesting. They, they might no be one coming cares together. About the Raiders, but they're right there. You know. Yeah, I but, just keep thinking like this is the moment that they just fall apart. The, like this but is John when it all catches there. up. You apart, kept saying yeah. the John Gruden's going to John Gruden. It's not. I know. And then I thought like, well, then now this is too like emotional. This is too big. They're gonna. This is gonna be a hard time to find a leader. I mean, and they're they're winning. They're doing great. They look good. They look like a good football team. They really do. They, they do kind of have some pieces up. This is a very um, somber note. Yeah, it's, true. While we're talking about the Raiders, Henry Ruggs, uh, so, uh, uh, he was uh, got he was driving, and got into an accident late last night, or we're recording late uh, Monday night, and uh, the other person passed away, and he's mm. being cited for DUI. So he's Ooh. supposedly drunk behind the wheel, or yeah, something. There is, he was. There's definitely some like uh, potential story there because the lawyer is claiming that he was, you know, adrenaline and tired, and and that's why he was uh, popped with the field sobriety test. Um, and so they're waiting on blood tests to come back. But yeah, that's a that's a so there's a lot there. Story. That's just yeah. a tragic story in itself. Yeah. But oh, I wasn't even I mean, aware it, of that. Wow. I'm trying to separate yeah. the 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 tragic incident to the football. I mean, that if they're without Henry Ruggs, I do think that changes that offense that does a hurt. lot. Yeah, yeah, because he is their deep threat. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's interesting, Pops, you mentioned that, because I feel like even we'll get to symbol in a little bit. But uh, looking at stock prices, the Raiders are like the only team that's really good record-wise that were just way down there. So mm-hmm. no one believes in them. And all they've done, if Bill Parcells is right, they are what their record says they are. They're five and two, so they're yeah. not bad. Yeah, yeah. But finish what you're saying. Do you have any other? Uh, no, team other but than the Bill, I'm still not counting the Chiefs out, even though I might want to after. I know, might be good last close. night, but I might, I might be close. But I'm not counting them out yet. No. Um, done. So, so done. The Chargers looked a little bit uh, out of their league a little bit. I think that uh, it, so so yeah. I think the Ravens, the Bills, uh, the Raiders. I mean, that's that's probably who I've got in in the AFC, and I don't think any of those guys can beat the NFC. Whoever comes out of the NFC. I'm worried about the Chargers. I got I, obviously a I'm couple weeks ago, them. I was ready to say like they're in that upper echelon. I think I might have said they're the best team in the AFC. I've said it's, it all year. Yeah, we're we're at the point now where we're like at halfway through the year, close to it. There's no clear halfway since we have 17 games now. But I'm looking back at their wins and Washington football team. I'm not, they only beat them by four points, and the Washington football team looks atrocious. The Chiefs, I mean, the Chiefs, I, LJ's out on the Chiefs. I mean, I, and I think I'm on the fence. I might be out too. The Raiders win. We call that a good win. The Browns win. They give up 42 points to a Browns team that can't barely get into the double digits now. I, and it is Baker being hurt, but I don't know. I, I'm nervous about them. Maybe they turned around. They get the Eagles, Vikings, Steelers coming up. So maybe yeah, I mean, playing the Ravens straight. and then the the. Patriots. I mean, you can get out coached by Belichick. That can happen. I don't know that I'm out on them. I do, I I like them better than I like the Chiefs, but I, they're they're not in my top two in the AFC. That's for sure. Yeah. So agree. 
Tony, where do you sit with there? Are you clear Bengals? I mean, Bengals. Uh, Bengals. Bengals dropped a little bit. I'm not yeah. all the way out of the Bengals. I think it was a bad game. But is it Bill's division or conference to win now? Yeah, you know, I am really uh, – uh, I I am uh, – I, I, I just don't know. You know, I, I <laughs> I there's a lot of pondering there. There's a lot of pondering that on the AFC. I, I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm not confused. I'm perplexed, I guess is the word. And, um, I, I, I just don't know I, as much as I think, yeah, the bills are showing that they're the team to, to beat, but they're playing in the, in what is obviously the weakest division. Although the Patriots have somehow, you know, uh, used, uh, wizardry and magic to get to four and four. Um, and, and you defenses. could easily say I mean, they're they're three losses or what are they four and four? Is that what you said they yeah, are? They're so, yeah, they're Patriots four and four. Three yeah. of those four losses felt very very winnable. I Absolutely, a loss and is that, a loss, but they could be yeah. seven to one. It's not they're that figuring it out. The Cowboys Damian, the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Damian Harris is is turning it. Uh, Mac Jones is is a good uh uh ball control quarterback, and that's what uh you know Belichick's looking for. I, I don't know, but. So the, the, I will say this, that to me, I, I have turned my attention away from the AFC West. I just think there's just things going on yeah, there that we move. each and every one of those guys, and we've been on the AFC West for the first three or four weeks saying this is the best best division in football. And it certainly could turn out to be that way. But we're seeing, again, that I, I think Herbert maybe going into a sophomore slump. There's some things he's got to figure out. Their defense is not playing the, the way that it needs to do. The Chiefs just can't stop anybody, and and they're not scoring the way they need to score uh, to to uh, prevent that. They're just having a, 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 a that year now. They help themselves getting Ingram. See if that helps them with some little bit of speed on the outside. But um, you know the Broncos. If Jerry who got Judy, Ingram? Uh, the Chiefs. Melvin Ingram. Chiefs did. Okay. Chiefs. Okay. I yeah. knew he might be on the on the on the yeah. live or on the move. Yeah. But. Um, I, you know, I, I think the Broncos still at four and four, if, if the Raiders do stumble and, and lose their identity, uh, to me right now, I, I, I think with Jerry Judy back and if Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, uh, uh, and Noah Fant stay well, healthy. The ragtag group of linebackers they pulled off of yeah. everybody else's team over the past couple of weeks are playing yeah. really well. And I think they've got an opportunity and you look at that other than the Jets, Dolphins, uh, Jaguars and Texans, everybody is right at 500 or just one or two games above. It is a really, it's going to be a horse race down the second half in the AFC. No pun intended with the Broncos. Yeah. I'm concerned for the Chiefs. Uh, no offense to Prestige Worldwide, but they have got to figure some stuff out. And I, yeah. I, I think they're having that, that second year from the Super Bowl hangover. And I, you guys are going to laugh about it, and I know you're going to do it, but I'm I'm hanging with these Steelers. I, I think that they have The defense started. is good. The defense is good. They play. They run. Uh, Najee Harris is good. Black and blue football. Najee Harris with Derrick Henry um, out. I, I, there are some great backs. Joe Mixon, don't want to take anything away uh, from him. Jonathan Taylor, certainly. But I, I think Najee Harris becomes the bell cow running back in the AFC that you can give him the ball 30. He can have 30 touches a game and be productive. And I'm just wondering when the winds, as REO Speedwagon used to say, when the wind comes up and the sun goes down, you want to make sure you're doing what you can and keep riding the storm out, baby. And I think the Steelers 
may have the makeup to ride the storm out and, and, and just kind of box their way into a playoff spot. And who knows? Well, I mean, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. And as you just mentioned with everybody's record, it looks like right above 500, maybe even 500 could get you in the playoffs. So it yep. would not shock me to see them in the playoffs. I, my issue remains the same with the Steelers. And it's the same that LJ has is they are a great team around a, a subpar quarterback. I, I, Look, think, I love their receivers. I like their tight Look, end. Man. I like their running back, their right. defense. I just don't trust. Which Ben Roethlisberger doesn't lose a lot of games, but he does every now and then think he's still 26-year-old Ben Roethlisberger. Hey, the only problem the only problem he's I not. Have with, <laughs> he's not. The only problem I have with Ben Roethlisberger this weekend is he threw a 50-yard pass to Deontay Johnson. It should have been a 60-yard pass to Deontay Johnson. <laughs> Uh, or or an 80-yard pass we scored. But when he needed that pass, he made it. And uh, I think coming down the stretch, we're not going to see Ben Roethlisberger throw for 300 yards. Those days are over. But we could see him throw for 240, 250, one or two scores, and, and see Najee Harris be the, the – that's a, it's, they're just an ugly team. We'll it's just if interesting survive. to see if that if that formula can win in 2021. Yeah. And it might. It might. Yeah. But it's – They're an ugly team. I just think you know if, what? We'll if see. Roethlisberger's getting 260, he's throwing it 49 times. I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe, but we'll, and, and Najee Harris may have 10 of those. So I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. So it, it, you just got You can't discount going into Cleveland and winning that ball game. So yeah, true. Um, that's true. Uh, with, and they were quote unquote all healthy. Uh, I, I, if I were Odell Beckham Jr., I'd be fa- calling up my father and saying, "You need to shut the fuck up." I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you know, you don't want your father putting ten minutes of, of fi- game film out there, going, "Look at this. He's wide open. Look at this. He's wide open." Not the yeah. way to win friends. And it's usually not good when family members are no. commenting on your status no. on the team. That it doesn't always help. That's right. Uh, I think I'm with I'm with uh, LJ and Pops on the, the the Ravens are the team. I think they end up getting the one seed. I think it's them and the okay. Bills who are going to there. It'll be neck and neck, and I think it's going to come down to them. I kind of want to see. I have their schedule put up. I wonder if they play the Bills late. That would be fun. They do not. They don't play the Bills the rest of the year. So, but their schedule comes out pretty favorably late down the year. And I, they're coming off a bye. I, I know Pops loves a, John, a hardball coach team. And and I, I think you'll get the team right. They, they figure out their running back situation, which is still a little bit of a mess. They have a lot of guys over 30. And as Tony said earlier, it's usually not good for a running back. But they got Lamar Jackson, who makes up a lot of, a lot of those issues. Waking up on a crisp winter's morning, stepping out on your front porch and taking a sip of that first morning's cup of joe. You listen out and there's a bird that sounds. Where's the bird come from? Well, I don't know. Somewhere off yonder. I sit here and I think to myself, you know, living out in the mountains and solitudes got its perks, but I sure do miss a sense of community. And then I remember there's a place somewhere beyond the pines where we can all get together speak on our favorite sporting topics movie reviews hell sometimes there's a YouTuber or two that gets on there and live streams an AMA where's this that I'm thinking of oh yes Spotify Green Room 
Spotify Green Room. Get blasted in the ears. Real quick, we know where LJ stands. I, I want to at least get the read of the room here because we we hadn't been here in, in two weeks. Uh, LJ's out on the Chiefs. Monday night was a win, but it was not a good showing in a win. Pops, you're still holding on a little bit, or, or, or? one more game. I want to. I'll see one more game, but uh, so is that the one against the Packers or the Raiders or the Cowboys? I mean, they've got a they lot got, of problems coming up. They're going to have yeah. to learn how to play football against some well, really you're good right, teams. LJ. They, they, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. so I had a, I had a uh, J- me and Jared, a friend, was texting uh, texting earlier, a friend of the show, and it was yesterday before the Monday night game. He's like, I see the Chiefs kind of making a little, like, getting back to form tonight making a little run and making that Cowboys Chiefs game very interesting. And then he was like, as they were struggling, well, now that I look at their <laughs> schedule and they're struggling, maybe never mind. That, I, I'm not saying Mahomes is broken because I don't think he's broken, but there's been a blueprint on what to do with them. And it's just play super, super conservative. And it's interesting going back to, if y'all watch, I don't know if you watched the Manning cast back when uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers were playing the Lions. And they kept talking about how the Lions were playing so far back and just seeing what Aaron Rodgers be patient and keep running for five yards of play over and over and over again. It'll score you a touchdown if you do it, but these really talented quarterbacks, they kind of want to be, be Patrick Mahomes. And I think teams are letting, and they're just going, we'll let you run if you can, but I bet you don't want to do it. And they don't. They want to get those flashy toys out. Well, I mean, and you see like, turn into like picks. Travis Kelsey threw, I think it was two weeks ago, one of the most accurate uh, downfield laterals I've ever seen. Uh, I don't know why you're doing that. Stop. Um, <laughs> just play football. But I think the problem is, is they've got such a historically bad defense that the whole offense is trying to like make up for it. And you're bound to make some mistakes when you do that. I, it really comes down to, can Andy Reid get simplistic with his offense and go, I know we can do the fun, cute stuff. And it's, it is really fun, but I think we we kind of it was working so well the past two years that we forgot those are risky things you're doing very risky things and mm-hmm. no look passes like LJ talked about the all the fancy crap but when it's not working it's it's not just incompletion it's turnovers well I want to be clear too though I I do come across all the time as the Mahomes hater I'm really not I think he's he's probably the best playing quarterback in the NFL these days um, right but man he's got to figure that team's got to figure out how to work in a new form than they've ever had to and. I want him to. I do like watching him play well. I do like having uh, a Super Bowl contender in the AFC West every year. That makes me feel like we're playing against the best. You know, it's like being Vanderbilt. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm definitely rooting for him, but he's just – he, it, and it's not even him. It's the, This team needs to get it together. This team as a team needs to get it together. I want them to make the playoffs because I want Mahomes in the playoffs. I just want the best players playing late. But mm-hmm. um, as we as mentioned on a previous pod – Sometimes when you keep betting on a team that they're going to flip the switch, they're I'm not I'm no longer betting on the Chiefs for the rest of this year. I just I'm not I'm not touching them because I'm just in, until they put together like a four game strike a month straight of looking like the Chiefs. I'm not touching them. Pops, are you're saying you're you're still holding out a little hope that they? they I'm not they I'm not completely giving up on them yet. But real quick, I got to give props. I wasn't on the thing, but when LJ com- compared uh, Mahomes to Romo and how Romo now, now yeah. Romo's not as good as I don't think he had as much talent. The arm talent, you know, yeah, but but Romo so had to to do everything for that mm-hmm. Cowboys team, and it and it weighed on him. And I think that's what's happening to Mahomes. I thought that LJ, that was excellent analysis there. I think you were right on the money with that. Tony, I mean, you, you, I know you, you got some vested interest. Prestige worldwide's probably been in your ear. What, what's the, what's the chief's yeah. thought? What is over prestige? Yeah, I, yeah uh, of course, there's still 
joy in Mudville right now, but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think that there's recognition that there there are definitely cracks in the in, in the wall, and they've got to fix them. Uh, the defense has just got to figure something out because you can't stop anybody. I'll say this though: just look at their remaining schedule. Yeah, these next three games are pretty tough, and we talked about the Raiders, but they, they, the Chiefs have five five of their next nine games are against. Um, the AFC West and somewhere where they've had success. Uh, I suspect that they'll win four of the five of those contests. And so if they can split, um, they're out outside the AFC West. Real quick. It wasn't you know, that long ago. We were calling there. the AFC West, the best division. Yeah, I know. You think you're going to beat the Raiders or, twice, the Broncos yeah. twice and lose to the chargers. Like which, which four do you think they win? Uh, on I five? think they beat the chargers. Uh, split with the Raiders, and I don't. You don't want to hear this, but <laughs> I hear you. I hear it. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, because I think <laughs> I'm accepting a, it. <laughs> they're they're they can score enough. The Broncos are. If the Broncos offense figures it out and can score 25 plus points a game, I think then then that's different. But haven't seen that happen. So um, I think the Chiefs can be. You know, they're if and we'll see what's going on with Kelsey. I, something's up. Uh, because it was just weird. Hasn't Monday been night that. was weird. And it Monday was, night was weird. As someone who has a fantasy team, it's been weird for a couple yeah, of weeks. Something's going on. And, 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 and until we figure that out, you, you hope that it's not the, oh shit, he's hit the wall finally thing. But, um, uh, you know, we'll see. I, I still give him hope, but, uh, I, let's see if they got to win two out of the next three. Yeah. They don't win two out of the next three. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Fact. Yeah. You know, and, and for the Cowboys, I'll be honest with the Cowboys coming in after the buy. <laughs> that, that's a trap game for the Cowboys going to Arrowhead Stadium. Going to Arrowhead. The after, problem with yeah, the Chiefs, though, is buy. I don't think they get to do a trap game because everybody wants to beat the Chiefs. I mean, this is fun for yeah. the league now because they embarrassed the league for two years because what they were doing was embarrassing. They were just just yeah. dominating everybody. So I, it's hard for a team like the Chiefs to sneak up on, even if their record isn't there. When everybody still, they got left is somebody we've yeah. said we like, except for probably the Broncos. Um, they're so. yeah. they're the team no, that's I'm, super I'm, interesting for me to watch. No, I, I, as a four and four team, Tony, you're I, the, the two out of three weeks. These next three weeks, really, yeah, that's it. That is the answer. The yes, mm-hmm. if they're the answer, yeah, you're right. They got to win two out of the three, and we'll see what. Happens. Okay, I want to stick in the AFC West. We need to talk about it. So it's the reason we all like the Rams in the NFC. The <laughs> trade for Von Miller. Uh, LJ, do you have the exact details on the trade by chance? Yeah, or, second and a third. Um, next year. So day two picks next year. And, then and the Broncos are going to pay his $9 salary, million right? out of the 9.7 he still owed on this contract. So they are taking $700,000 cap room um, and giving up two picks for um, an eight-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl MVP. I mean, you know, hadn't been quite that for the past couple of years. but But, I mean, that sounds like a hell of a deal if you're the Rams to me. Yeah, I, as someone when I read that Peter Schrager said that the Cowboys were were in the mix, I just thought, oh, if if that was the offer, give that up for Von Miller. I, I know Von Miller's not the same Von Miller that was Super Bowl MVP, but he's still really good. And just looking at him in L.A. with Aaron Donald on that same on that same defensive line, if you give if you give Von Miller one on ones, he will get to the quarterback. I mean, he I made he know. made a keep to leaving Chris Harris look like the best cornerbacks to ever play football because he got back there so fast. So, I mean, Jalen Ramsey's going to look pretty good over the next. Ask Kim mm-hmm. Newton how good Von Miller is. In that Super Bowl, he was there all freaking night. He lived in the back. Yeah, um, but 
So I want to get your perspective. I, I, great trade by the Rams. I, I I don't know if they even have it. Their scouting department can just take the rest of the year, two years off. I don't know. What, they don't have any picks. <laughs> yeah. They dra- it's crazy. They drafted Jared Goff once with the first overall pick. It was like, we're never drafting ever again. Well, I think we didn't they trade picks. like five picks to get that pick as well or something like yeah, that? So I, they've been, yeah. I, I, I want to say that I actually really love the way that the Rams are handling draft capital. I think it's really smart of them to trade, you know, uh, questionable assets for, you know, pretty obvious potential assets. Um, the NFL really likes to think that the unknown that's coming through the draft is what you is, is more valuable than the known, what you can get through a trade. Uh, that seems to be the case. A lot of the time that seems, I think that's what the Broncos are banking on. Um, and I think the Rams are saying, no, 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 we got a good football team. If we can bring in somebody that's going to make us better right now, we're going to do it. We're just going to straight up do that. Well, it's funny. So they're going as you're as you're saying they're going all in. I want to get your Broncos thoughts, but I have to I have to at least talk about this. So in a tweet posted shortly after the news broke of the trade, the Rams sent out a gif of John Malkovich of as Teddy KGB from the Rounders. Who's dropping all his chips in the middle and he's eating his Oreos? And it was a great tweet until you realize, as all the replies did, do you know how that ended? Yeah. Don't splash the pot. Don't splash the pot. I splash the pot whenever I want. <laughs> great movie. Probably the best poker movie of all Ever. time. Yeah. Incredible. You could tell the, the tweet was almost perfect until the, the person who ever tweeted it realized in the, all the response, like, oh shit. Did he not win that? Did <laughs> no, he yeah. not win, he win yeah. that? <laughs> um, so, as a Broncos fan, it feels like, as Tony mentioned, they're four and four. They're in the hunt. They could. I mean, we're in we're in November now, so the in the hunt graphics are about to start showing up every Sunday. Yeah, and they are definitely in the hunt. And they're basically trading away their a guy who's not only like lives in breeze Denver, like you saw him after afterward, they had an interview from his car, and I, he was at the very end excited of the opportunity to play with Aaron Donald, but he seemed heartbroken. To leave a town he loves. Yeah, where, I mean, where do you stand as a Bronco fan? Uh, it's I I don't ever want to see him in a jersey that's not orange and blue. But um, uh, I don't know. It's weird because because it does feel like a sort of tacit like yeah we're giving up the year it's done. Um, but I did as I mentioned earlier those linebackers they've just pulled off of practice squads from all over the league are playing pretty darn well. Honestly, the injuries that they've got they've got people starting to come back over the next like three, four, five weeks, Jules back. I mean, not Jewel, uh, Judy's back. Um, I mean, it, I don't know. It, it, it feels like they've given up with that trade. Like that's what that feels like. But then I don't know that that's the right move at this point with the weakness of the AFC West, the way it looks right now. And, uh, I don't know. It's weird. It also is weird. I've been hearing rumors that, uh, it has to do with Von Miller's Halloween party that his teammates didn't want to chip in for or something like that. No. It's the, Weirdest rumor I've ever heard because I don't know. It doesn't sound like Von Miller asked for this trade necessarily, but uh, it's been posted <laughs> in a lot of places. So um, I don't know. I hate yeah. to see it. You hate to see, you know, one of your heroes uh, go to a different team. So he's well, been the only someone, Bronco jersey I've owned since Elway. No, well, someone, Cutler. Elway Cutler. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep on going. <laughs> Almost yeah. forgot about that one. <laughs> As someone who's, uh, I had to watch this. It wasn't a trade, but to see Demarcus Ware yeah. throw on the Bronco jersey, it was, it was good to see. Yeah. It was fun to watch him win a Super Bowl. At yeah, least. it was tough to see him put on another jersey. So if the Rams can win a Super Bowl, not only is Pops right and and happy about his pick being right, but you get to <laughs> yeah. see Vaughn get yet another ring. I would and love so to see that. Cool. I would love to see that for sure, no doubt. It just it also seems interesting to me. It makes me think the GM feels pretty comfortable with his job to be able to trade that and also pay the salary for it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's a dumb trade because 
like you said, they have young guys playing well and you're getting some extra picks. Clearly, I don't think they might make the playoffs. This isn't year they're winning the Super Bowl. So picks help. Yeah. Um, but if I'm Vic Vangio, this does not help me keep my job. Like this makes it harder, right? I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I honestly don't think his job's in that much danger this year. I think he's got a, a year, uh, next year's where his job is, is potentially, you know, dangerous. And I think also, you know, trading away Von Miller, that's either saying, Hey, you're done after this year, or it's saying, Hey, we trust you. And I don't know which one it is, but, but I feel like it's more of option B. I know you've been mm-hmm. talking about how he's gone, but I think it's more of a, yeah, we don't have it this year. You'll be back next year. Keep coaching these guys, build that defense that you built in Chicago. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I, I see where you're going. Um, was there or did y'all, did y'all have any other thoughts on the Von Miller trade besides just do you love it for the Rams? Yeah. Uh, is yeah. there any is there any other uh, games that y'all want? Oh, 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 wait, wait. We do have a game. It was not on the actual field itself. Yeah. It was off in fantasy land. Uh, Scott Van Pelt and Stanford Steve do a great job of bad beats on uh, S- uh, Sports Center with SVP. But they didn't see this one. I, this one must not got shared. We have a bad beat that they didn't see. Do I give the floor to Uncle Tony or Pops? Where do I go with this? <laughs> I mean, one? I, I, well, Tony's the one's Pops didn't get a bad beat. So <laughs> Doctor Lifford's in Victory Land. So Dr. let's go Lift, talk to yeah. Uncle Tony. Okay, so so here's the bad beat. So in our fantasy football league that we've been doing now for 29 years, um, we score uh, by and we just started this. You score by the by 20 yard increment. So if you score 20 yards, you get a point. If you're running back and you score 20 yards, you get 20 yards receiving. You get you get two points. So um, if you're a, a, a wide receiver and you get 20, 40, 60 yards, you you, you get a point. So let's just suffice this to say that the two storied programs of the Bonehammers and the Acromeglies uh, were tied 59-59 in their regular and in, in their and their starters points. And, and let me go through a couple of the Bonehammers uh, uh, starters and their and this their is what the people want to hear. Yeah, right I'm here. sure everybody's dying yeah. to hear this. Go ahead. So. Uh, first of all, Deontay Johnson does exactly what you're supposed to do and catches a phenomenal pass from the future Hall of Famer Ben Roethlisberger for 50 yards and does what you're supposed to do. Oh, I don't want to score because then I, I just want to sit down because we run the ball. Well, he sat down with 58 yards receiving. If he was just <laughs> taking one or two more steps before sitting down, he's got 60 yards receiving. It's a point. Uh, the bonus. Oh, that was, would that would push you over the sixty oh. to fifty nine. Then, <laughs> uh, and this is the one that really really bothers me is uh, Zach Moss. And so Zach Moss is running back for the Buffalo Bills, and so he gets thirty nine <laughs> yards receiving. Thirty nine. One more yard receiving is two points, and and what does that mean? It, it's a bone hammer. It's a bone hammer win. Yeah, it's a bone hammer win. 39 points. It's not, I, I accept that, but here, here's what really gets me. This is the bad beat. So the, the Bills recover a fumble by the Dolphins, which they're apt to do at one and seven. And they're inside <laughs> the 12 yard line. And so they give the ball off to Zach Moss. He gets four yards. He's now at 19 yards. Okay. You know, Zach Moss is getting the ball next, right? He's going to get it. 
Right, because 20 yards gets a point. Because 20 right? yards gets a point. And th- that Boom. would be a win for the Bonehammers, I think. The Bonehammers, absolutely. <laughs> they give the ball to Zach Moss, and initially, initially, they give him a yard, and he scores, and he's got 20 yards. Then some dumb son of a bitch in, <laughs> on the field says, no, 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 it's no game. And they push him back a half New, yard. New York called say, down. New York called down and said, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, we can't hey, man. Good, we can review listen, this one-yard game. Yeah. Listen, a good buddy of mine. We can't give him this yard. And so they call it no game. Literally, the scoring system, I'm watching live. The scoring system, Zach Moss has 20 yards rushing. Boom, a point. And then 30 seconds later, it changes. He's got 19 yards, zero points. Uh, you got to be kidding me. And the next play, instead of Josh Allen doing what he should have done, handing it off to Zach Moss, <laughs> he runs it in for a touchdown on his own, which in turn uh, beat us in uh, Pleasant in, in our PV league. But that's another, another story. <laughs> another story. But so that gave you a loss in two different so leagues. <laughs> I get Deontay Johnson sits down. He could just one more step. It's a win. Zach Moss has 20. They take it away, and then they pull it. And, and he's 39-yard receiving. Three different areas there that that just one yard. I'm not talking about five. Oh, if he'd have caught that. Oh, if it had been touched. No, it's a yard. It, it, it's over. The, the tiebreaker is over. Have you and, thought about and, Have you thought about reaching out to the commissioner and talking about these dumb rules with them? Or? Well, I did, and then somebody started mentioning whining today. And I ain't getting into whining. So, uh, so, so, yeah. So, so, uh, so it, it ended up as a loss to the Bonehammers because it was a tie, fifty nine, fifty nine. But. Miko well, Hardman. No, no, oh, no, it was a loss to the Acromegaly. The Bonehammers <laughs> lost to. The yeah. Bonehammers yeah. lost to the Acromegaly. So the Acromegaly's win, and congratulations <laughs> to Acromegaly. It's a story program <laughs> who deserves the win. God knows they need it. And um, so, uh, you know, and so Miko Hardman, though, hey, the Bonehammers went into last night with a 12 to 11 lead uh, on their reserves. And, um, yeah, because if, it, oh, if you tie, so, it goes to the reserves. Tie. Oh, so you were still like, we got a shot. We're still all so right. So here's here is here is the insult to injury. <laughs> so somewhere oh, there in was the, the pop slap. I heard it I somewhere heard it. in the last two to three weeks. The Acromegalies have picked up Miko Hardman, uh, which is such a phenomenal waiver wire pick. <laughs> they scored. Uh, you can count the number of touchdowns they scored without your thumb and four fingers on your right hand, <laughs> and um, in the last three weeks. But they pick them up for some unknown reason. Now, I guess which team drafted Miko Hardman? Coming out of the draft, Who, not the bone hammers. It couldn't have the, the bone hammers. Oh. Oh. Michael Hardman. So the bone hammers. It's a Disney movie Michael here. Hardman. Yeah, yeah. It except just, you're it, Russia it, in this case. Yeah, and so Miko Hardman scored, gets 63 yards rushing or, or receiving, which I'm pretty sure 25 of that was uh, a rush. But I'm not gonna, you know, call the NFL or anything like that. It was a shuffle pass, but I'm pretty sure he was behind the line. Anyway. Doesn't matter. 63 yards receiving. That's three points. That moves in. It's 14 to 12 reserves. Ah. The, the Acromegalis win. So, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a bad I, I beat. It's a Hoss, bad I beat. Don't know, I don't know where you stand exactly, but I can probably safely assume that uh, 
you're not apologizing for that for that victory, are you? I mean, well, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a win's a win. I mean, that goes with Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy had 39 receiving yards. He gets one more yard. It's over, <laughs> right? I mean, I can find examples of that in okay. my mind. I had three guys. You, you got two more to go. Go ahead. Oh, you poor well, thing. I, we you poor thing. Talk. Let's all take for a moment. For the listeners' just, sake, we're not going to go through list roster. Now. <laughs> we yeah. have our listeners' sake, yes, about the the call that you never make offensive uh offensive um uh personal foul uh grabbing the face mask on the offense on DeAndre Hopkins on a 60 something I mean, yard you did touchdown. Grab the face mask. I don't give a shit. You don't call that play, <laughs> man. It wasn't gonna make a difference. That's 12 points right there. We are all not talking about nothing. The Acromegas are over there going, oh, I better figure out how I'm gonna get back into this game. Do you, you have know? like a P.O. box that our fans can send some fruit baskets to or something make you feel yeah. a little bit better? <laughs> a fruit game. <Yeah. laughs> BR549. <laughs> now, Tony just tried to imitate my voice. Do I talk like that at all? The, no, I, that's not. That's, I wasn't trying to imitate your voice. If Everybody does that when voice, they repeat somebody else, when they're trying yeah, to. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, if I wanted to imitate your voice, I would. But I'm not going to do it here on the podcast. <laughs> well, you know. Tony, I just I feel really sorry. I feel really yeah, sorry for the Bone Hammers. It's a tough week. We just got to bounce back next we're week. We're bouncing back, man. I don't need your pity. I don't need your pity. I'm just saying it's a bad beat. Next year, there's going to be a bad beat pool, and everybody's going to contribute $20, and we're going to vote on the, the worst beat of the year. And I'm telling you right now, for 2021, the Bone Hammers are winning. I'm just telling well, you. Well, as a wise man once said, a win is a win is a win is a win. So That's right. Congratulations, Acromacus. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, so we we talked about it at, at the at the top of the show. So I'm just gonna make a note here. Um, this started. This report came out Monday night during the Monday night football game from a, a Texas someone who covers the Texas Longhorns, and his tweet said this: "Quote: I'm hearing a report from a credible source that the Texas Longhorns special teams coach Jeff Banks monkey." allegedly attacked and seriously hurt a young trick-or-treater last night on Halloween. The monkey's jaws apparently had to be pried off of the small child. I can now say, for anyone wondering, the first, it should be your first concern, the small child's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, of course, naturally, you're like, what? what?" Yeah. So you you dig a little more into the story. Jeff Banks apparently used to be the Alabama special teams coach when Sark was at uh, Steve Sarkeesian was at Alabama. He was the special team coach there while at Alabama. He uh, left his wife and family for the kids have been put to bed now. So we're going to use the term left the kids for uh, a stripper known as she goes as pole assassin. She's now retired, but she used to go as pole assassin, pole assassin, (laughs) pole assassin. Okay. Wow. Uh, is that is that she, one by word? By the way, is that one is, word? No, it's, it's two words. Two okay. words. Pole assassin. Okay. Uh, just a side note: Pole assassin's been featured on Jerry Springer. Just that's on the resume. Oh. It's there. Uh, Texas then hires Jeff Banks as their special teams coordinator. Then on Halloween night, Pole assassin decided we're going to hold a Halloween party for the kids and parents. Oh, Come on over. He's married to Pole assassin. Now. Yes. 
Yeah, well, I'm not sure if they're married. They're okay. together. They're, I don't know 100 percent if they said they're nuptials, but <laughs> they're married. I mean, they're together, and they have a Halloween party. And this is now. I do want to get Paula Sasson's side of the story. She claims that the kid went through her back gate, passed a sign that says "Do not enter," went all the way around to the <laughs> other side where she keeps. A, it was a cage full of multiple animals, so I think she keeps multiple exotic animals. And the kid, according to Paul Assassin, reached her hand, reached that their hand into her monkey's cage. By the way, I didn't mention this. Her <laughs> monkey also dances with her on what stage. She has pictures on her Instagram of her and Paul Assassin and her monkey, I guess, uh, What's another word? I don't know what Pole Assassin's monkey would be named, like Pole Sniper. I don't know. Uh, her monkey was dances with her and, and is like holding money while she's dancing. So, so yeah, that's that's really the story. Um, it seems made up. It, I think it's at least somewhat real. Pole Assassin <laughs> claims that she's not at fault, and the kid went to an area they weren't supposed to go to at the Halloween party. Uh, Boy, we're really keeping Austin we- weird. I mean, they're living it up. So the kid was uh, trying to play with Pole Assassin's monkey. <laughs> right. And, and, Pistol Assassin. And God be it. Right. That's, what you're That's the story. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And according to a report, the monkey's jaw had to be pried off the small child. A Pole Assassin denies that, by the way. Well, Pole Assassin's but, got a hell of a monkey there. Yeah. If there's any, if there's any, any lesson to be learned here, kids, don't reach your hand to pet Pole Assassin's monkey. Just yeah. you'll get bit. Wow! Oh wow! Wow! Is there a documentary on Netflix coming out in next year, or like, there's got to be sure more to this? So. I sure hope so. Wait, is this Tiger King two? Are they filming Tiger King two? Is the, I want Nicole Kidman to play Pole Assassin. Can I just say that? Or Salma Hayek, either one. Because because we we intend to be Big J journalists here on on the Just Press Play podcast, I will continue to follow the story and bring updates next week. Should there be any? Please do. But, uh, I'm waiting. Pole Assassin denies any uh, most of the claims. I mean, she is ex- saying that yes, the monkey did bite a kid, but it wasn't the monkey's fault. It was the kid's fault. <laughs> I hate when my monkey bites kids. <laughs> and I wish I, I wish I could say that I was <laughs> I wish I could say that I was so creative and have such a good imagination that I made this story up just so Texas A&M fans could have a laugh at Texas. Nope. No. This is all. Yeah, this would be the awful. best game of is LJ full of shit or not ever. Uh, <laughs> how many how many mm. pole assassin signs do you think there'll be? <laughs> <laughs> Texas. Oh man! Oh man! Oh. So, but she's still dancing, okay. though, right? Paula I believe. Is still I believe dancing. ever since she, I think, since she ever, uh, since she's gotten with the coach, uh, it's coach just private Banks. Halloween parties now. It's yeah. so when she goes out. and dances, she takes her monkey with her. <laughs> I, I think Why she's retired you? as the pole assassin. She's now. I, I, you can find her name if you want yeah. to. But. That's. Come on, Liv. Wherever she goes, her monkey goes. <laughs> <laughs> she never, she's never seen anywhere without her monkey. <laughs> oh, oh, Kevin. There's Savis. a lot. To, there's a lot to unpack there. Let's um, let's wrap up here. Let's wrap up with. I don't know for, how the, you for, can. 
for uh, for uh, we we got two more quick topics to get on uh, I, right now. Uh, as we said earlier, we're live watching the game. Uh, the Atlanta Braves are now up six to zero. Let's go six to zero in the top <clears throat> of the sixth. So they could close it out as we're saying tonight on Tuesday. Um, Tony, I'm sure at, at where the score stands now, are you are you saying Braves win it all, or, or, or is Atlanta going yeah. to Atlanta? It would be very Falcon like, very Atlanta like to uh, <laughs> blow a six zero lead. Six zero lead, but man, Atlanta's got a great bullpen. I I don't know that uh, Houston can come back from that. They do have the offense to do it, but six nothing going into the six. I, I I'm feeling pretty good about the uh, Braves there. I have I have a problem with the World Series. Do, can can you entertain me for just a second, Uncle Tony? Sure. So uh, and shout out. I've noticed the times in it, but I have exact times thanks to uh, Paul Himbo, uh, producer for Get Up. He's a long time uh, on Mike and Mike with Greeny. He he does stats for ESPN. And so far, the World Series this year, not counting Game Six, which uh, as we're recording, it looks like it could end around. Maybe before 11, maybe, which mm-hmm. would be a first because game one ended on the East Coast. Uh, these are all East Coast times, which is where Himbo's at. So it kind of changed things. But game one ended <clears> at 12-15, <throat> uh, game two, 11-20, game three, 11-33, game four, five minutes till midnight, game five, 12-15 again. Baseball's a long sport. You know, we we get that. We'll, we'll deal with it. All right. Mm-hmm. They, they take forever on things. Why do we have to start the games at seven? Can we start them at six? So people can watch it without staying up till damn near midnight to watch the game. Uncle Tony, what's the deal? Well, uh, you know, the thing about it is since the Astros are central time, Atlanta is Eastern time. But, you know, the Eastern uh, time zone prime time is eight to 11. So when you when you end, you know, 30 minutes late on the East Coast, you got to think it's like ending 10, 15, 10, 30 in central time. So actually, anything that ends between 11 and 11.30, 11.45 is right on time. If you think about any Monday night football game on the East Coast, it's an 11.30 end time, uh, Sunday night football. So it's really not that uncommon for a sporting event to end in that 11 o'clock time slot there. So that's that part I'm not concerned about. But you're all right, and we talked about this uh, a few weeks ago. The thing about baseball this year is the uh, – the use of the bullpens and these games are going forever because these teams are set up to use their bullpens and it takes forever to, when you have four or five pitchers coming out of the bullpen to come in and out and it, they're, they're running four hours. So the thing about starting it at six o'clock central time, seven o'clock East Coast time is someone who's in the TV industry will tell you that you make your most local money when that six o'clock or seven o'clock news broadcast is going on. And you don't want to you don't want a sporting event going on during that during that time slot. So they're always going to start at that prime time. And it's just that unfortunate with baseball, they move back into that. And, and this year's World Series, the dependency upon those bullpens has made several of these games go long. And there's been some some injuries to those to the, to the front line pitchers as well, which made it well. Well, and it's not just this series. Like you said, this is just baseball where they baseball. use bullpen. And yeah. I get it. I mean, watching some of these games, it was a smart decision. It's won some games for the Braves where they pulled out a pitcher who was throwing. Didn't they pull out a pitcher who was throwing a no-hitter mm-hmm. in game three? And it was the right call. After five but, innings, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And one, so one I get nothing. it. I, one hitter, it just, hitter. I've watched all these games. I've watched them pretty much start to finish, and it's been very enjoyable, but yeah. they just take so long. I can I understand think, why someone's like, I'm not in, I can't watch a full four hours yeah. of the game. I think, did, did Anderson start tonight? I think that's the guy because they lost, uh, they lost Charlie Morton to a broken Freed, Freed started tonight. 
Freed started tonight. Okay. Okay. Well, um, then they it did work out for him. Fantasy got beat uh, last night, but um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very interesting. Great series. Uh, uh you know, ninety two, ninety two back to back. Uh, you know, great offensive shows there. Uh, but uh, I I think the bullpen is Atlanta's bullpen has really shown its its strength uh in their wins. So. We'll see. It'll be, I think, the first tonight. World Series win for Atlanta in like 25 1990 something. Yeah. 96, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. If they can do it, I don't want to crown them just as you're listening. Yeah. To yeah. You for know, all we you know, know like, for all we know, people yeah. can be listening to be like, well, the Brass, the, the, the Astros came back and won not only that game, but then won game seven, too. So, yeah. Hopefully for Bravos fans that they can yeah. finish one out on yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. That little shit out, too, they could knock one out of the park anytime he wants. So, <laughs> <sighs> that guy. <laughs> oh, that guy. Don't take a shirt off. Don't take a shirt off. Don't take a shirt <laughs> off. Yeah. My wife does not want me to take my shirt off no more. Come on. Did we have any? I mean, we've really touched all the bases here. We've touched some uh, some monkeys and, and pole assassins. I, we've got a lot of NFL talk. Yeah, I, was I, there anything else we need to? We got some bad beats in there. Uh, Jeff Banks would say it's a bad beat for him, the special teams coordinator of Texas. How Halloween? Yeah. <laughs> um, was there was there anything else we need? I don't. I haven't seen a drink in your hand, Uncle oh, Tony. So yes, oh. I do have. Let's talk about Uncle Tony's drink. And two things I do want to bring up, just real quick. Yeah. So I want to uh, give a shout out to the uh, Mellow Mushroom Happy Hour crew. Uh, so shout out. To Sounds them. like a crew. Good pizza. Have great to have them listen to the pod. They're someone not from Sweden listening to it. <laughs> uh, shout but, out. Um, shout out. Uh, but in my, in my hand tonight is something very simple. It is uh, mezcal on the rocks. Ooh, this love is it. Illegal resposado. I L E G A L illegal, illegal if you want to call it that. But uh, this is a smooth mezcal. You know the difference between mezcal and tequila. Both are made from the same uh, same plant. But mezcal uh, is normally roasted and does not have to come from the uh, uh, province of Jalisco, uh, where all tequilas are uh, uh, by law have to come from. To call it tequila, it has to be uh, agave. Has to be. Uh, grown in that area so uh mezcal though is a great drink uh rivals uh some whiskeys when it's when it's done right uh and this is a good one illegal heard all right all right um pops uh and i'm i'm putting you on the spot a little bit here but we you weren't with us we, it's been two weeks since we recorded and you weren't with us with us when we recorded two weeks ago have we had any bougie problems in the last three weeks? I mean, I've is, had a life just been- I, no? Oh, I have had oh, a couple. No. I mean, I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to give you one. I'm going to give you one. Yeah, let's quickly. not overload the people here. So, but- so, so I like I like shoes that tie. Okay, I don't like slip on shoes or buckle okay, okay. shoes. Okay, I like shoes. That tie. no Velcro shoes for you? No, I'm, I mean, not quite to Velcro. Maybe yet. next year, <laughs> not yet. No, you know, not, not Velcro yet. Sorry, the, you lobbed the joke up there. It had yeah, to be. It yeah, had I to understand. Be. Um, and and so it, it, the shoes that I tend to to get lately have flat shoelaces, and they also have lines <laughs> on the shoelaces. I know where you're and, going. And here's the thing: I don't. I like my yeah. shoelaces. To all be in line. I like them to be turned the same way, and I like them, you know. And so, if if they're, why don't my point is make round shoelaces. We need round shoelaces. If they get a little flipped or something, it doesn't matter. I can't stand flat shoelaces. 
that when they get flipped, it just looks all janky on your feet and everything. I I cannot wait to hear LJ's reaction to this as someone who is a big a big uh, slip on shoe guy oh. and probably had just could care less about what his shoelaces look like. Where do you stand, LJ? What is your reaction? I just got to know. I just got to know. Isn't that a part of the shoe you have complete control over? Can't you get round yes, shoelaces? But it, <laughs> but, but, no, you have you bought do, when you buy a pair of shoes, LJ? I mean, I know you don't have a lot of shoelaces in your shoes, but they don't go. Oh, here's a pair of shoes. Now choose your pair of shoelaces you'd like to go with them. They usually it's a package deal. You can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They do come with shoelaces, but, but they do sell. But they're they like, what, how much is a pair of shoelaces? Like, it's got to be like a dollar fifteen or something. Right. If that a buck ninety five. I mean, I don't well, know. I'm, this, you, I'm coming from go, flip-flop land then, over here. I mean, I don't know, but... They just, so I just don't you. like flat shoelaces. I think they're a pain in the ass, and they ought to be done away with. I think okay. See, well, I'm going to make see, a big Amazon is, order for you soon. Just a lifetime supply of round shoelaces. <laughs> yes. <laughs> see, all colors. LJ. I want them to be the pit <laughs> shoes. I'll get you different nice. colors so you can match up with your different types of kicks. I mean, you'll be set. It's yeah. it's crazy. I bet no one spent as much time thinking about their shoelaces <laughs> as Pop says. <laughs> This I mean, is, I only think is, about it when I'm tying my damn shoes and they're all yeah. which is once a day. See, we got to keep I know them off the, the internet. He buys oh. these shoes off the internet. He doesn't have the opportunity because if you go to a shoe store, you buy the shoes. When you go up to the front, guess what's right there over to the left-hand <laughs> side? A big old rack of shoelaces. <laughs> Take your choice, man. Add that little bit. Provide something back to the community. Quit buying those shoes on the internet. Let's what? go into that shoe store and buy the damn shoelaces. What am I going to do with all those flat shoelaces, Tony? Just throw them away in the trash? Just be done with them? <laughs> no. Sure find that seems wasteful. Yeah, no. Tie up, hey, tie up your tomato plants with Start them. Start an Etsy shop. You know? Do some braided Start bracelets. Start an Etsy shop. You're good. There you go. Do anything with them. Yeah, I want to make sure that we're not trying to discourage pops from buying shoes because as someone who wears a similar size shoes, I have uh, benefited from getting a couple (laughs) pairs of shoes that pops didn't like that I thought were very comfortable. So you can't tell me there's not a use for shoelaces at the lake house down at the Little River Club. You can't tell me there's oh I wish I had some something to tie this up with. Oh, I need a shoe. You know what? You actually have a little rack of flat shoelaces right by your trash can, so people can tie up their bags of stuff before they throw it in there. So the trash people will still grab it and take it out. There you go. All right. Wow. Oh, soft two bougie problems at once. Saving the environment right there. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you should have been at that global summit instead of Biden. Well, I might have been. He was asleep the whole time. (laughs) Shit, you would have been there solving the whole shoelace problem. Let me tell you something. How, how much energy did it take to buy the, to make these flat shoelaces? Who uses flat shoelaces anyway? We need to stop those flat shoelaces. Just make them round shoelaces. We're going to save everybody. I have ironed shoelaces before. I mean, that's how ridiculous oh it is. God. I can't stand You have ironed shoelaces? Iron shoelaces? <laughs> you couldn't have got worse than you did. Like, oh I mean, the, the listeners like, God. can't be worse than where Lifford is now. <laughs> and then here he comes. <laughs> From the top rope. <laughs> Man. <laughs> From the top rope. Hey, does does your monkey do that ironing for you? <laughs> <laughs> LJ, you mentioned... You mentioned uh, 
you you're, you're a big flip flop guy. <laughs> I, I I just know here in here in Arkansas, it's starting temperatures starting to drop mm. down. We're finally getting some cooler weather. Are you out of the flip flops, or are you you still? So it actually worked through? out perfectly because uh, like two days ago, it got cold enough to where my feet hurt to not wear shoes. <laughs> Just in case the listener isn't aware, LJ's up in Chicago. Yeah, 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 and it's so and it's, it is it's finally cold enough to where like cooler. when the wind blows, you're in a little bit of pain. Um, and so <laughs> at the same time that that happened, I slipped and my flip flop broke. So the only shoes I have now are actual toe covering shoes. So with what kind of shoelaces are we talking uh, about? Well, I slip. <laughs> yeah. So they've got these like little uh, round-ish shoelaces, but round. The, but, oh, but if you'll notice, if you'll notice the bit back is bit because I just slip them on all the time. <laughs> I don't oh even touch my, my shoelaces. Oh. <laughs> I know. So you wear, I untie my shoes when I take them off. I'm very particular about my shoes. <laughs> oh, but do we know? <laughs> do you? So LJ, do you, do you wear flip flops with socks, or you to go? Do you go to shoes that have oh, have toes? Uh, no, 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 no socks. Just uh, wait, wait. What? <laughs> flip flops not with socks. So flip flops not with, but you could put on socks and still wear you know slides. I could, but slides, here's the deal. Here's the could. deal with that. Um, is there's a lot of puddles, <laughs> and if you have wet socks and flip flops, ah. it feels even weirder. Ooh, not much yeah, worse than wet socks. Rubber yeah, on wet socks, like that's worse. a lose lose. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. That's that's yeah. bad. Yeah, I'm with you there. So it's, kind yeah. like so it's, it's clear. Yeah. <laughs> it's clear. Yeah. Yep, we all agree. Did that, Dad slip in? What did he filibuster in there? We have confirmed that it is indeed flat or it's closed toe shoes season. For for LJ, it's also it's also it's it's, it's be- we're we're in chili season, boys. Yes, sir. It's time to fire oh, up those crock pots. Yes, sir. Have a chili oh. cooking over the over the course of a Sunday. Oh man, Made that might be weekend. Sunday. That might be this Sunday for me. You are, you made some this past weekend? Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, I need. I I should have invited you. Hey, hey, let me know when you got a free Sunday and you're coming over. I'll make some more chili. And, I made it with lamb. I might time. make the trip for some free Ooh. chili. <laughs> Dude, come on down. It's just what is it? Twelve hours? I think that's Chicago it. Yeah, I think it's only twelve for some free yeah. chili. Free chili? Come on, yeah. <laughs> All I'll right, eat for, uh, I'll eat every three days. Yeah, come on. If I did that over at All Dad's, right, I'd I, have to iron the shoelaces for him. <laughs> I, I know. I, I got a monkey. Don't good, worry about good it. Good deal. Good deal. That will do us for another episode of the Just Press Play podcast. Oh, Make sure if you're not already that you are following us on the social media feeds. <laughs> Just type in Just Press Play podcast on Facebook or Twitter. You will. Or is it Meta? Facebook? Yeah. Whatever we're, whatever we're calling it these days. Just, just type Just Press That's Play. That's for next week. Just Press Play That's podcast. That's next week. Bougie problem. Yeah. And, and you'll find us there. And if you're not already, trust me, you're going to want to be subscribed to us wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. You want to know when these babies drop because this know. goal, you, you don't learn about these bougie problems or about Polo Assassin mm. just from anywhere. <laughs> you get that. You Polo get that Sassy. from the Just Press Play podcast. monkey. That's what it's all about. We will be back next week. Boys, it's been fun. It's been a good one. I will catch y'all later. Peace. Peace. This doesn't have to be on the podcast, but I've never seen somebody not know what they were doing as much as Urban Meyer at the end of that game, where they went for one and then onside kicked it and sent Trevor Lawrence out there. Like, do you want to lose this game and go home, or do you want to go to overtime? What are you trying for here? He he doesn't. He, honestly, he doesn't. And then Shad Khan comes out and says, "Like we we couldn't be more." Secure. And then he doubled down yeah. on Urban Meyer, which honestly, it's kind of like what we talked about a couple weeks ago when a coach says, uh, "I'm not leaving for this job." It usually means they are leaving for that yeah. job. I feel like when it, when your owner says, "Like 
we stand behind Urban Meyer. That's like the first sign that Urban Meyer's gone. Yeah. I mean, we, we may be we may be a week late on this, but next week we probably ought to talk about who's, what coaches are gone by week ten and they're out of the playoff. And, and Urban Meyer's gone. I hope so. He's got to be gone. Yeah, you would make this close. I, just while, while we're talking about coaches screwing up, I, and, and this probably doesn't get on the pot either, but I just think it's interesting. Uh, if you watch that Cowboys game, that Ezekiel Elliott really nice catch and run that got the first down and ended up getting the win for them. The play before that, they called a delay game on the defense. You hardly ever see this penalty called. That's because it only is called when you call back-to-back timeouts. It's illegal to do in the NFL. The ref is supposed to ignore your timeout call for the second timeout. They're supposed to just go, oh, Mike Zimmer already called a timeout. I'm not going to yeah. let him have it. Just ignore it. That might be hard to do if Mike Zimmer is just screaming in your ear. But they're supposed to ignore it, and the only time they call a delay game is if they accidentally do call timeout. Oh, never mind. That's a delay game on defense. It's funny. It's only been called one other time this year in the NFL when Mike Zimmer <laughs> called back-to-back timeouts for the Vikings. And, and both times, Mike Zimmer said after the game, that's my bad. I just didn't realize I already called timeout. You would think after one. Was he going to like the timeout school of J.R. Smith? or uh, Him and Mike McCarthy are probably really good friends. They coached each other, against each other in AFC North for a long time. I bet they get along yeah. well. Mommy, I don't know if this is getting on mom. I'm sorry if you're hearing it. But you just would think Mike Zimmer, you know, as a Viking. Yeah. You just someone up there go, hey, next time I get ready to call a timeout after I've already called one, let me know I should. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's an assistant coach's issue right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zimmer, right? That's what Zimmer's going to be very soon. <laughs> yeah. Coach. Yeah. He needs, he needs a monkey. <laughs> oh, buddy. He needs a timeout monkey. Good Lord. Real quick, I just realized last week, do you know that Dawson Knox was at Ole Miss with DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown? Yeah, that's why he yeah. dropped so far in draft because he didn't have like yeah. any catches because of course he wow. didn't have catches. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Wow. How did they not win? How, how did they not win the national championship? No okay. Who was the coach here? Was that that wasn't when Houston was there, was it? Uh, I think that was when Hugh Freeze was uh, paying a bunch of recruits and I think had strippers on his burner. Speaking of strippers, <laughs> he had a burner phone where he was texting a stripper. Yeah. Line, so. Hugh Freeze. Yes. He might have been Jackson Bull's ass. It's possible. She has a thing for coaches, apparently. <laughs> What's your monkey's name? Monkey? What else would it be? I just want to say, shout out to you. Not for any reason, just because I haven't hit uh, stop recording yet. Peace out!